Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery times not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown, your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest headlines from around AT&T Stadium. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. You can check them out today at pondex.com. Use the promo code Larry21 for 10% off your order. And as always, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash D. And now let's dive right in. Although their season came to a frustrating close, the Dallas Cowboys made several big turnarounds this year. For starters, they went from a 6-10 record to a 12-5 record. They also went from having zero Pro Bowl selections in 2020 to five official selections and one alternate this year. That alternate was C.D. Lamb, named Monday, in place of Rams receiver Cooper Cup. The other five Cowboys to be chosen were Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, and Brian Anger. However, Dallas will not be sending all six of their men to Las Vegas for the league's all-star game. This week, Smith revealed that he is backing out of what would be his eighth Pro Bowl in order to help further heal his ankle injury. Cardinals offensive tackle DJ Humphreys will take Smith's place. This is the first Pro Bowl game in the Cardinals' 70-year career. But Smith wasn't the only member of America's team who was offered a chance to play and declined. It was reported that quarterback Dak Prescott was given a chance to be an alternate thrower for the game and declined in order to get some much-needed rest. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott and offensive tackle Tyron Smith both opt out of the Pro Bowl to increase rest and heal from injuries. When looking for players to replace Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, Prescott turned down the chance to appear in his third Pro Bowl in order to have a full offseason of rest. Cowboys quarterback earned Pro Bowl honors in his rookie season and in 2018. Last offseason, he spent the entire entirety of his downtime rehabbing his ankle injury that required two surgeries to repair. 
This season, Prescott hurt his shoulder in training camp and strained his calf in the Week 6 win against the New England Patriots. While it's fun to take part in the weekend and represent your team, it's understandable that Prescott wants to use the time to continue to rest. Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson will head to Vegas to represent the NFC instead. Although only five Cowboys will now attend the Pro Bowl, they still represent an NFL team with one of the most selections only behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Indianapolis Colts. There is a handful of coaches that the Cowboys should consider adding to help Mike McCarthy. Now let me start off this. This idea is not the norm for most NFL staffs. Only two teams do anything like what I'm suggesting. Because I think this is where football will trend in the next five years. The Dallas Cowboys would be wise to be at the forefront of getting a game management coach. There is an opportunity here for the Cowboys to make an addition to the existing staff that might just fix some of the biggest issues. For the sake of this episode, let's go with my gut feeling about the staff next year. I think the Cowboys will retain Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. News also broke Thursday morning that Dan Quinn will be staying in Dallas after the Bears and Broncos chose other assistants for their head coaching vacancies. The Cowboys clearly have suspect coaching decisions going on and head man and general manager Jerry Jones is not happy about things. He isn't the keenest on firing coaches after such short stints, but I, su- I suspect it. I should say, he may be open to additions if it can give him an edge. This role is one that I suspect we see become common as the NFL looks to get specialized in every tiny detail as we see each game being decided by less and less. So what is this new role I want the Cowboys to explore? Well, let's first explain the duties. I think the Cowboys could benefit from addition by subtraction of duties. Hear me out on this and let me explain. What I mean is we should let the coordinators retain their duties with regard to calling plays, personnel groups, and all that. That doesn't go anywhere. Those guys spend countless hours game planning and are the best bet to handle the duties of scheme and groups on the field. What I mean is we should narrow their focus and leave maximizing win probabilities to someone else entirely. How would they do that? Don't they have to make decisions about penalties, fourth down decisions, timeout decisions, clock management calls? In this plan, no. No, they don't. All those duties would be delegated to a specific individual task with being what I would title a game management consultant. This individual doesn't dive too deeply into offensive or defensive game plans. They spend the week studying tendencies of the opponent in every situation on both sides of the ball. They compare success percentages of the opponent against the league standard. This consultant reviews data and analytics regarding when the Cowboys need to go for it or punt. They would handle the clock management and utilize the data showing where the Cowboys or their opponent is on the field and make decisions based upon scoring probability. This individual would also be the decision maker on challenge flags as they would weigh the value of success versus the likeliness of getting the challenge correct. Too often we see, we saw, I should say, this year's Cowboys struggle with clock management, timeout decisions, and fourth down decisions, and it hurt them. Taking the decisions off the plate of the coordinators opens them up to do what they do best and it puts these critical decisions into the hands of an individual who has spent the week preparing for any scenario and eliminates any questions or hesitation. This consultant likely needs to be a younger coach on the forefront of this new era of football we are seeing based upon aggressiveness, trends, data, and maximizing your offensive possessions. I would use this role to lure an up-and-comer with their chance in the NFL. And I have a few candidates in mind. Candidate number one, apologies for saying his name wrong, Joey 
Housel, former Oklahoma quarterback and current quarterback coach at the University of Tennessee. I'd begin my search for this coach in the college ranks of former quarterbacks that were great in college and have turned to coaching. Joey is working with a super speed offense at Tennessee that puts up points and understands that they need to maximize efficiency. Prior to Tennessee, he has experienced nothing but success throughout his career. He was a three-time Big 12 champion as a player. He followed that with two more years as a quality control analyst there and then went to the University of Central Florida, where he was an offensive analyst for an offense that was top 15 in nearly every major statistical category. He won and won a lot. His role at Tennessee is to know the value of possessions, as they are the fastest moving offense in the country. While the Cowboys don't need to go that fast, he definitely knows the importance of quick decisions. Next up, Nate Schielhaus, former Illinois quarterback and current run game coordinator at Iowa State. Schielhaus had one of the more underrated, outstanding careers in college. He was a four-year starter at the University of Illinois, where he's among their top three leaders in every major quarterback statistic and saw bowl success. Upon finishing up his playing career at Illinois, he spent a few years on their staff before heading to Iowa State. While there, he has helped construct some of the best Cyclones offenses in school history around current Chicago Bear David Montgomery and future NFL starter Brace Hall. He was also ranked on the 30 under 30 list for rising coaches. He's going to be good. Shailas has the pedigree of playing and understanding the game at a very high level. Pair that with evident success wherever he is gone, and he instantly becomes a candidate if he is looking for that NFL shot. These two each excelled at the college level and have shown a clear desire to develop further into their coaching careers by their quick upward mobility. Each would have the ability to step into this role and succeed in owning all things game management. As I look at a few young and rising stars, I can't help but continue to think this role could be a trendsetter across the league and give the Cowboys a chance to be on the forefront rather than chasing. Some change is needed within the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff, and I think this could be one that might not make massive media waves, but could pay huge dividends in crunch time. It's no secret that the Dallas Cowboys are currently struggling with cap space for 2022, ranking third worst in the NFL. America's team is currently more than $21 million over the cap, but as teams always do, Jerry Jones and company are making and will make moves to get the Cowboys back at even. Making some changes to quarterback Dak Prescott's lofty contract is one of them. As you likely remember, Prescott signed a four-year, $160 million contract with the Cowboys last year, and he's set to earn $20 million for 2022, but the organization is going to restructure it to help with the lack of cap space. Sources told CowboysSI.com that this maneuver will get America's team about $16 million in cap relief. That's huge considering the Cowboys have 23 players set to hit free agencies, including big names like Randy Gregory and Michael Gallup. Of course, you could also get rid of, uh, per se, I don't know, Ezekiel Elliott. So what are they doing? If you take a deeper look at Prescott's contract, he's strangely set to earn zero in the final, quote, void year of his contract when he is 33 years old in 2026. Weird, right? Not anymore. This was all planned ahead of time as a way for Jones and his crew to handle future cap issues. The front office is essentially moving some of this money to the final year in order to free up money for 2022. Prescott still gets the money, he just gets it at a later time. 
I guess those guys upstairs do know what they're doing. Sometimes. This bookkeeping trick is incredibly common and requires no negotiation nor approval from Prescott. It's just one of many ways that the team magically get to even when they start the offseason with negative cap space. Of course, the hope is that Prescott is still playing and playing well in 2026 and will be earning the money that has been moved to the future year. But that's a conversation for another day. Right now, the important thing is that Cowboys have found a way to free up some much-needed money to help secure some of their free agents. This doesn't entirely resolve their financial challenges, but it does help give a boost to where the team is currently at. And now, we're going to dive right into four landing spots for Amari Cooper if the Cowboys eventually cut him. The Dallas Cowboys have 23 players set to hit free agency this March. But with a man like Jerry Jones as your owner, and another frustrating end of the season in the books, anything can happen. There are now talks that the Cowboys should consider cutting wide receiver Amari Cooper, who is not a free agent. After what happened in the wildcard game against the 49ers, everyone is looking for someone to point that finger at. And Cooper has been one of those names. The two-time Pro Bowler had one of his worst seasons as a pro. Some blame that on the Cowboys not targeting him, but the receiver also had his fair share of drops. His stats were lower this year than 2020 in every single category. He caught just 68 passes this season and seemed to be absent from the offense in several games. Cooper was targeted five or fewer times in seven out of his 15 games played this season. Cooper even spoke out about his lack of usage when talking to the media this year. Would this cut be Jones teaching him a lesson? Is it to help their serious cap space troubles? Who knows? But if the front office really does decide to cut him, there are many teams who would love to give the young receiver a chance for a do-over with their team. Remember that Dallas is currently struggling with their cap space, like we just discussed. Players like Gallup and Randy Gregory are going to get bigger paychecks, and Jones will need to make a lot of changes to keep big names on his roster. Is cutting Cooper one of them? In March of 2020, the receiver signed a five-year, $100 million contract. Cooper is set to earn $20 million next year, with a $2 million roster bonus. Those numbers give him the biggest base salary among all receivers in the NFL. The money simply didn't match the production. If the Cowboys cut Cooper before March 20th, they save $16 million. If they cut Cooper after the 20th, they owe him all $22 million, that is. This would be quite a bold choice from Jones but it would be far from surprising. It seems as though the Cowboys are going to keep evaluating him and make a decision in the near future. If he chooses to get rid of Cooper, where could he end up? Now let's dive into those four potential landing spots, shall we? Number four, the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears rookie quarterback Justin Fields did not have an easy go of it this year. With his available receivers often hurt, it was hard for the young player to prove his worth this season. Right now, the Bears only have one receiver under contract for the next season. Darnell Mooney, and he can't do it alone. Mooney is a young player who showed promise this season and can continue to grow with the organization. Demir Bird had only one touchdown and 329 yards in 17 games. The last piece to their starting wide receiver core is Allen Robinson. Robinson only played in 11 games this year due to covid and a hamstring injury. 
the 28-year-old played on the franchise tag, earning himself a massive one-year, $17 million contract. Like with Cooper, Robinson turned out not to be worth the money. He finished with only 38 catches for 410 yards and a single touchdown. Although Robinson didn't have a great season, he has shown his clear potential in years past. But there have been rumors swirling that since he is now a free agent, Robinson may not be back with the Bears. The Bears' biggest hope for keeping Robinson is that the team got rid of head coach Matt Nagy. Robinson said he didn't talk to the coach for several months during the season. Not a good sign, because he proved his worth in 2020, and he'll likely sign a contract that gets him about $15 million annually. If Robinson is ready to part ways with Chicago, Cooper is a great option. Cooper could bring fresh blood to Justin Fields and help the Bears have a turnaround year. With a new coach and a new GM, Chicago will look to make a blockbuster signing to help revamp their team. If they don't want to spend big bucks on names like Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin, Cooper is a solid target if available. Number three, the dog pound, Cleveland Browns. The Browns also had many struggles this season. The wide receiver core was a continual issue. Most say it's due to Baker Mayfield's poor play, which isn't untrue, but it's not like he had a great list of people to work with. Cleveland ranked 27th in the NFL in receiving yards and 30th in receptions. That's not going to cut it. Given Mayfield's rocky situation in Ohio, there's a good chance he doesn't play with the Browns next year. This team will need a big-time refresh, and getting better wide receivers from both the draft and free agency will help. Right now, Cleveland has Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, and they all battled injuries throughout the year. Landry hasn't been the stellar receiver he used to be in many years, playing in only 12 games this season with only two touchdowns. Higgins, who was on a one-year deal with Cleveland, also struggled through the year and was even a healthy scratch in one contest. As a free agent, Higgins is unlikely to return anyway. Second-year player Peoples-Jones had an okay season, but definitely wasn't the receiver people thought he would be. The point is, Cleveland needs help, whether Mayfield is gone or not. Cleveland currently has $28 million in cap space, and they need to use it wisely. They may even drop Landry to free up more cap space. Securing a big name like Cooper could give the dog pound some hope. There's going to be a lot of movement in that organization this offseason. And number two, the Washington Commanders. It's a toss-up between what is sadder, how poorly Washington did this year as an organization, or their name that's not really approved by the fans. While you never want to see a player on your team go to a rival, Washington could use a serious boost. Luckily for them, they have over $37 million to spend in cap space. First of all, we have no idea who the quarterback of this team will be. There's four different players who suited up for Washington this year. Ryan Fitzpatrick is running out of Fitzmagic at his age. Taylor Heineke wasn't reliable. Washington will likely draft a new quarterback and hope to sign someone relatively cheap in the meantime. Regardless, whoever is at the helm will need people to throw to. Right now, it seems like Terry McLaurin is the only guy Washington can count on. Even so, he had a better 2020 than he did in 2021 in all major stat categories. Regardless, he will be a big piece of the pie next season for the Commanders. Curtis Samuel signed a lofty three-year $34.5 million deal in March 2021 and was a complete and total disappointment. Thanks to being on the IR for most of the year, Samuel had zero touchdowns and 
127 yards in five games played. Right now, the franchise doesn't even know if he is worth what they paid because they barely got to see him play. Adam Humphreys is a free agent and likely wants out of Washington badly. Organization cannot have one decent wide receiver. But if you throw about if you throw both McLaurin and Cooper out there, you'd give this team some power it desperately needs. And they can afford him. Plus, Washington was one of the only teams besides Dallas who was interested in Cooper when he became a free agent in 2020. Will they seal the deal if they get another chance? And finally, number one, the Indianapolis Colts. If there's a team out there with a more frustrating and heartbreaking end of the year than the Cowboys... It's the Colts. All they had to do was beat Jacksonville to make it to the playoffs, and they got embarrassed. Teams who suffered disappointing losses like this usually are usually prone to making big offseason moves to build momentum going into the next season. Signing Cooper could be that move. The Colts are in need of a big wide receiver threat. Aside from second-year wide receiver Michael Pittman, who had a stellar season with over 1,000 yards, the rest of the receiver core was lackluster. Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton, and Zach Pascal all had under 400 receiving yards this season. Part of this may be because of Carson Wentz's clear struggle with passing, but the Colts would be ignorant to think Campbell and Pascal can help carry the team next year. Plus, Hilton is a free agent. Hilton's NFL future is still unclear. He may retire, or he may play another year, but even if Hilton does come back to the Colts, his production is nowhere near where it used to be. Adding a big-name, talented receiver to the roster would be a great move by Jim Irsay. Irsay and his teams are also lucky to have a lot of money to spend to make those big, flashy offseason moves. Indy ranks ninth best in the NFL with over $42 million in cap space. Cooper could be in blue and white again next year, but in a different state. Now let's talk why the Cowboys should keep Tyron Smith. It's definitely not been easy. But like the Dallas Cowboys front office, the time has come to move on and start embracing the offseason. From evaluating prospects to thinking about free agents, the offseason is upon Cowboys Nation. The Dallas brass definitely have a few things to think about, but one of the items on the agenda that should not be a problem is the offensive tackle situation. The calls are loud enough to warrant a response, but the situation shouldn't even be an issue. The Cowboys find themselves in a position where they have to decide on two of the three interior line positions. Right guard Zach Martin is the only person inside who should feel comfortable about their future in Dallas. Free agent left guard Connor Williams and center Tyler Biedz will no doubt hear criticism from the fan base. Calling for Dallas to replace Tyron Smith is silly, but let's get it out of the way. There are multiple reasons floating around why people want to move on from him, but I cannot find one that I can get on board with. Since I cannot find the Tyron train I am willing to cruise on, I decided to build my own ride. Addressing the Tyron mystery revealed some very interesting facts. Here are three reasons why the Dallas Cowboys should keep Tyron Smith. Number three is level of play. On the field, Smith is still one of the premier left tackles in the game today. His 91.4 PFF grade is only behind San Francisco 49ers left tackle Trent Williams. If you are not aware, Williams received the highest grade PFF has ever issued this season. 
That means Smith was ranked as the second best left left tackle, only behind the best graded player ever at the position in PFF's relatively short grading history. I couldn't imagine being one of the best in the world at something, and also having a fan base that is supposed to support you, but wants to casually toss you aside for the unknown. Don't forget how many times the Cowboys changed offensive line strategies. Smith only allowed two sacks and 738 snaps this season. He did register seven penalties, which isn't great, but it's not like Smith had a roller coaster of a season. Tyron Smith has been consistent on the field since his arrival from USC, but his inconsistency in staying on the field is where I see much of the abandonment talk. I hear you, and I have listened. I just don't understand the theory. Getting better by moving on from your best players is not an ideal strategy for me. And come on, we all want to go to the Super Bowl. Number two, looking at his injury history. The biggest reason fans want Smith to be replaced has to be centered around his health. In 11 season, Tyron has started all 144 games he has been active for and only missed one game in his first five seasons. Through the next four seasons, Tyron started in 13 games each season. That means he had missed three games for the last four seasons prior to the 2020 season. We saw the offensive tackle miss almost the entire 2020 season due to a surgical procedure that would reduce his neck and shoulder stingers. But he said he felt better than before heading into training camp. Smith missed an additional six games this season, but none reportedly due to what concerned me the most. I hope you're not forgetting that the NFL added an additional game this season. He did have a precautionary MRI before the road game against New England, but some of the no considered it just a precautionary move. So out of the 177 available regular season games, Tyron has missed 33 games in 11 seasons. Curiosity got the best of me, so I compared Tyron to who the numbers in the eye test say is the best left tackle in the game. Trent Williams came into the league a year before Tyron was drafted 11th overall by Dallas. He'd be hard-pressed to find talk about replacing Williams in the Bay Area, and even with the one-year head start. Williams has played in 149 games, starting 148 of them. That means Williams has only started four more games than Smith, even though Williams was drafted a year before Williams. I'm not going to get into why Williams has missed so many games, but the majority of games that Smith missed were due to a stinger problem before this season. Tyron missed games this season due to COVID and ankle injuries. Seeing as an ankle injury can happen to anyone at any time given in this sport, I'm not overly concerned with Tyron's overall health moving forward. If the stinger issue does return, then the replacement talks would be warranted. Until then, I'm still Team Smith. Should the Dallas Cowboys be thinking about eventually starting the grooming process behind Smith? Absolutely. Replacing him now, though, would place a spotlight on the tackle situation in Dallas, and not in a good way. And number one, Dallas isn't spending all their money on him. Williams is the best tackle in the NFL, and his salary reflects that of his play. Williams will turn 34 this offseason, and with a salary of just over $23 million a year, he's also deserving of that money. If production equals monetary compensation, 31-year-old Smith should be paid amongst the highest as well, correct? Should be noted that his average annual salary is not among the top five tackles in the game. You might ask, what about the top 10? The answer would be a surprising no. Smith's contract averages $12.2 million a year, which places him 17th on the list. Severely underpaid is an understatement. 
You also haven't heard a peep about him complaining about his salary. His bookend, Lael Collins, makes an ad- annual average salary of $10 million a year, making this tandem a colossal deal. In terms of average annual salary, that means the Dallas Cowboys roughly pay Smith, Collins, and Terrence Steele less money than the 49ers do to Williams alone. The Saints' offensive tackle tandem is considered one of the best in the NFL, and together, their average salary is roughly $32.2 million. That's almost $10 million more per year than the top three Cowboys players. Moving on from Smith to make room for Steele is pure fantasy at this point for me. Forget the fact that Dallas can create around $8.2 million simply by restructuring his deal. The, co- the point comes from his replacement. If traded or released, the best the Cowboys can do with Smith is to eat just over $4 million in dead money. Other than a restructure, letting him go gives you zero cap space. Dallas spent valuable cap space in the past on a swing tackle, so eating up $4 million while having to find, a nu- to find and pay another swing tackle through the free agency is ridiculous. While we're at it, so is the notion of spending a first-round pick on a position the Cowboys are especially rich at. I'm not in favor of letting go of a mainstay for the unknown. Drafting offensive tackles in the first round is no longer a guarantee. Dallas paid Cam Fleming $3.5 million for one year to be their swing tackle for the 2018 season. Cam Irving came to Dallas on a $2.5 million deal for the same role. That means Dallas would have to spend more cap space on the position to get worse. There are going to be major changes that come to this organization this offseason, but no matter what type of scheme the Cowboys want to run, having three tackles on your roster that can not only compete, but are also versatile enough to multi- for multiple schemes is rare. Replacing high-priced players with cheaper options because the drop-off isn't as deep is something I'm almost always in favor of, but not in this case. There are some linemen who get better with age. The top 15 highest-paid left tackles in the game have a combined age average of 29 years old. Some of those same players have contracts that run through the 2027 season. Smith won't turn 32, so calls for him to be replaced ranks towards the bottom of things to even consider looking into this offseason. Yes, it would be nice to get cap relief down the road, but with a salary cap expected to spike, I cannot agree with fans on this topic. Smith should be celebrated by this franchise and its fan base. Anything else should be cast out as troll food. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Big D Breakdown. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered. You can send us a tweet at the Big D Breakdown or leave us a comment on Facebook at the Big D Breakdown. If you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash the Big D. Thanks so much for listening. Join us next week as we dive into even more headlines from around AT&T Stadium. This has been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lee. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, the Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search the Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. 
absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.